0: Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. More attention has been given to Jesus. More devotion has been given to Jesus. More adoration has been given to Jesus. More opposition has been given to Jesus than any other person ever. Every recorded word that Jesus said has been sifted, analyzed, scrutinized, debated, every single word. More than all of the kings and queens, philosophers and scientists put together. After 2,000 years, there is never one minute on earth that millions are not studying what Jesus said. Think about it. Really think about it. Here's a person who lived in a tiny land about two millennia ago. Yet his birth divides the centuries, A.D., B.C., before Christ, and Anno Domine, the year of our Lord. Just who is this person? Just who is Jesus? That's the question we're asking during this Advent season. Who is Jesus? Matthew is our guide. A record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Question. Who is Abraham's famous son? Answer: That would be Isaac, the son of sacrifice. That would also be Jesus. Jesus is the son of sacrifice. And you know Isaac's story. It's one of the most dramatic stories in the Bible. Abraham and Sarah had been trying to have children all of their adult lives. Then, at the ripe old age of 100 for Abraham and 90 for Sarah, the son is born, the miracle son. His name is Isaac. Isaac! His name in Hebrew means laughter. Isaac brought Abraham and Sarah great joy. After Isaac had grown up, God speaks these haunting words to Abraham. Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. We know something of what Abraham felt. We've had our heart leap into our throat. We've been filled with panic. We've buried our head in tears and anguish. We know what it's like to see a cloudless day suddenly change into dark clouds, storms, lightning, and tempest. A child is born with spina bifida, a grandmother just died, a career isn't in gear, a father has dementia, he doesn't know anyone anymore, a childhood was ripped apart by an alcoholic parent, a constant state of depression refuses to lessen its grip, a miscarriage still hurts after all these years. At such points in life, it's easy to get lost in despair. We lose ourselves in our jobs, or in the internet, or TV, or alcohol. We express our pain in anger and hatred and revenge. Jesus comes. Jesus helps. Jesus provides. And why is that? Jesus is the son of Abraham. Jesus is the son of sacrifice. Let's take a look. The preparation for the test. After these things, God tested Abraham. Genesis 22, verse 1. The key words are, after these things. What things? Abraham had seen the Lord faithfully guide him from Ur of the Chaldeans to Haran and then to Canaan. Abraham had heard the Lord say, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the heavens. Genesis 15, verse 5. Abraham had witnessed the miraculous birth of Isaac. What's it all mean? It means that God had prepared Abraham for his test. God has prepared us, too. Holy baptism, the Holy Gospel, and the Holy Supper. Deliver the Holy Spirit, and with Him we have forgiveness, joy, and power. Through the means of grace, God pours out upon us courage and confidence, insight and wisdom. The test we're going through isn't random. It's not an accident. Every test is father-filtered. Whatever it is, God has prepared us for the test. The purpose for the test. God tested Abraham. When a storm hits an eagle, it initially appears as though the storm's fury is going to crush the eagle against a rocky cliff. But the eagle faces the storm tilts his wings at the proper angle, and slowly the fury that might have crushed him begins to drive him upward until he rises above the storm. What's true of eagles can be true for us. The power that looks to destroy us is the same power by which we rise to new heights. God sends tests to bring us to greater heights of conviction and courage and Christian character. There is a purpose for the test. That's what St. Peter says. He says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be tested genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. 1 Peter 1, verses 6-7 I once heard a story about a young man who was taking a philosophy course. He'd studied and studied and studied some more. When he came to the final exam, the philosophy professor wanted to see how much philosophy these young people knew, how well they could think. The final examination was one word. Why? The young man thought for a while, wrote one word down, and walked out. Because. Why? Do you ever ask that question when you're going through a test? Why? Why me? Why me now? Why this? God says, because. But he adds these words, because I love you right where you are, but I love you too much to leave you right where you are. Our tests refine us. They mature us. They season us. They humble us. God tests us to strengthen us. Satan tests us to destroy us. Satan attacks at the weakest points of our life to bring us down, to bring us defeat. Do you remember when you were in high school or college and you have a teacher or professor that would say this on the first day of class? Half of this class is going to fail this course. Do you remember that? I had an accounting professor at NAU who said, half of you will drop this class before, after the midterm, so I'm not going to bother to learn your names until then. You remember things like that? Now, didn't that just make your day? And the way they said it, I often believe that they were going to take great joy in my failure. That's not the God of Abraham and Isaac. God's tests aren't intended to destroy us. God's tests are intended to develop us. The provision for the test. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Genesis twenty-two thirteen and 14. Hallelujah. This is our God. Our God sees the need of Noah and provides an ark. He sees Israel in Egyptian bondage and provides a way through the Red Sea. He sees David outmuscled by Goliath and provides a rock to hit that uncircumcised Philistine right between the eyes. He sees Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a fiery furnace and provides a fourth man. With every test, God provides a way out. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tested beyond what you can bear. But when you are tested, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. The God of Abraham and Isaac is also the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus, we have the ultimate provision. He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also along with Him, Graciously give us all things, Romans 8.32. God spared Isaac, but finally he didn't spare Jesus. Jesus willingly took the wood and marched up the mount. Not Moriah, but Golgotha. There would be no substitute ram this time. Arrested abruptly, tried unjustly, sentenced callously, mocked repeatedly, Abandoned ruthlessly, beaten brutally, crucified barbarously. But he is risen triumphantly. God reversed the curse. Christ is alive never to die again. Death has no more dominion over him. Jesus lives to provide what we need when faced with life's tests. And my God will provide for all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Notice the joy of Abraham. He doesn't call his mountain Mount Sacrifice or Mount Blood, sweat and tears. Abraham calls the mountain the Lord provides. Where God guides, God provides. How do we know? We know Jesus. Jesus is the son of Abraham, the son of sacrifice crucified and risen for you, so that you may have eternal life in him. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen.